Broadcasting live. Weekday morning, this is listener-supported One Radio Network. Good morning, Vietnam. Oh, no, I just had a flashback there. The napalm in the air mixing with the, uh, with the chemtrails. It's really, no, I'm just kidding. Okay, so here we are. It's a Monday morning, and no telling what's going to happen this morning. Dr. Richard Massey is here on the third Monday of the month, and uh, it's always fun. And again, the phone lines are still out. This would be one day, one month today since our phone lines have been out. So I'm going to call the phone company today and say, you know that bill for the last month? I don't want to pay. Anyway, uh, so they're working on it. It's in the mail. So Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com would be the way to communicate. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. The phone thing broke the line. We had two inches of global warming ice and broke the line, and it took a long time. It takes a long time. So I hope you're having a good morning. Have a cup of joe or somebody. Uh, Varus Ahmad, who is scheduled for two hours from now, we heard from him about an hour ago, and he cannot be on because he had a little personal thing. So he's going to be scheduled for next Wednesday. So just this morning, uh, Richard Massey, Matthew Errett, tomorrow and he's into some really cool things we're going to talk about the big picture what's going on the great reset uh the world economic form where the bodies are buried who the who the evildoers are and you know that kind of stuff and then adam bergstrom on uh, wednesday adam 2.0 and i think we're going to get george altcat on tomorrow talk about spring gardening and so it's always poetry in motion it is the 17th of of April in 2023, Dr. Richard Massey, doc out of Austin, Texas. Good morning, Dr. Massey. Hey, good morning, Patrick. How are you? I'm doing good. We're doing good. Tomorrow, as you know, you may not know, but it's tax day. Tax day is tomorrow. Really? See, really? We had a, uh, the weekend, and then we had a government holiday today. They've been working so hard they took off, you know, today. And so, uh, and okay. so, so okay. Tomorrow, it's not until tomorrow is tax day. Tax day kind of reminds me of my visit with my proctologist, uh, Dr. George uh, Gnarly Fingers Malone. Uh, and <laughs> it just reminds me of that, you know. It's just... Uh, <laughs> Yes, and how poetic that it ends up being on Paul Revere Day. Oh, Paul Revere Day tomorrow. Really? Yes, uh-huh. April 18th. It was the 18th of April in 75. Uh-huh. Hardly a man is now alive who remembers the famous day and year, the midnight ride of Paul Revere. Really? Right? And what if wrote- I land to I see? Uh-huh. I own the opposite shore will be. It really means the British are coming. Oh, I thought it meant right? the IRS are coming. No. Well, I'm, I'm uh, making a connection there, and I'm in high coherence as I play that little game. Um, you're, yes. always, you're always in high coherence. What can I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what is it with you and, Doc and Paul Revere remembering that whole thing? What is that about? I don't know. There's just something about that. Um, <laughs> I think, you know, it could be that my both my grandmothers were born in April. Uh-huh. Um, could have something to do with it, but... I don't know. There's something about that poem, uh, the Midnight Ride of Paul Revere, and uh, and there was a joke in Playboy. I won't um, 
say it on the air here because we have a family show. We but do. there was a, you know, uh, that I saw uh, before. I should have been looking at things like that, and <laughs> and I always thought that that little cartoon was funny. So, well, I don't know about you, but I always, when I was a kid, we you we you know we read Playboy for the articles. You know, that's how we did. Yes. <laughs> Yes, it used to be funny. Guys would say, "Oh, I, I get Playboy, you know, for you know the articles." Yes. So big celebration tomorrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, well, I have to put a word out there for Aaron Russo's documentary from Freedom to Fascism, and if anybody wants to take that peek oh, at uh, that's a good one, Texas. Uh, I think it's a well done documentary. Uh, I think he waited till the end of his life to share it. He, I think he died shortly afterwards of some kind of cancer. And but um, it was well done, well documented, and has an actual interview of the number two person at the IRS. Really, that's you know. Yes, it's been a long time since I. Where do we see that movie now? Freedom to Fascism. I guess it's on UBTube or maybe not. You know, I'm not even sure yeah. anymore. I I had the DVD years ago, that, you know, I bought, and uh, I don't know where it is now, but it was uh, pretty impressive. So, so he didn't. Did he get? Um, um, how do they say it? Um, what do they say it when people? See, he did he get suicided? Is it, what's the word they use? You know, I you know I'm getting to where I. <laughs> don't believe anything unless I actually experience it. And, and, and then there, then it may, my interpretation may not even be useful. Um, my kids sent me a picture of, uh, my dad in his eighties. We have a picture of it. Um, and they can do video things now, even on their cell phones. And so my son sent me this thing of that picture of my dad singing waltzing Matilda. And it, it looks, you know, his head's moving, his lips are moving, you know, and it, it looks pretty real. And that's just a kid with a cell phone. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know how sophisticated the fake videos are with people who are really, really good at it. Um, Boy, it's really something, the uh, technology that they have now, isn't it? It's, just, mm -hmm. it's crazy. Yes. It's crazy, you know. We, we, we're going to have no idea if anything is real. I mean, they're so yeah. good at it now. Yeah. I saw a, a clip on, um, there's a show called America's Got Talent. It's pretty fun. And these kids come up, and some of them are just brilliant. And I watch it sometime at three in the morning. You know, you go on YouTube and watch some of the clips. I just love to watch these kids sing and and they get up there in front of a nationwide audience. It's crazy. Anyway, there's this uh, one clip where these, these folks invented this camera and they shine it on a person and they uh, It comes out as Elvis Presley when he was like 30 years old singing an Elvis Presley song. I mean, it's just, oh, wow. it's just like, it's just all melted in there. And this camera does that. They used it in um, the latest uh, Scorsese film, The Irishman, where they made um, the stars look younger rather than flashbacks. And, 
and he, they went back 30 years, you know. The technology wow. now, you have no idea, you know, what's real, what's, what's not. You, you just, you know. They could put a president out there and he'd have, and say anything that you want, you know. Oh, the aliens have landed. Oh, the aliens have landed. And you wouldn't know <laughs> if it was the real dude or not, you know. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. It's going to be crazy moving forward, right? Because we don't know. Yes, yeah, it'd be just like that Orson Welles radio broadcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We put a a uh, a, a, a video on, on Faceplant, and they show Biden from behind, and he's scratching his neck, you know, like this. And you can see where the whole mask that he's wearing uh, wrinkles up. I mean, it's just, you don't even know if these people are who they are, you know? It's like... These yes. masks, have you seen some of these masks? I mean, they make people look totally, totally just wow. like they want. Yeah. So, baby, you're in a brave new world. Man. So, what are we doing here? <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was wondering that this morning. <laughs> what are you doing here, Patrick? I mean, this place is crazy. Yes. Yeah. How about you? How do you deal with the the matrix and, and, and all that. How do you stay stay out of it? Any techniques? So yesterday, yesterday I actually met with a group. Uh, it's mostly mothers. You know, mothers get a lot of things done. And these mothers are from, they are affiliated with a lawyer named Pam Popper. I know her. I know of her. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. And so, uh, they were updating all of us in attendance about what's going on, what the latest lawsuits are. And, uh, and it's as a friend of mine at Casa de Luz said, he, he's always very depressed about reality as he sees it. And he said, and I'm part of the meeting and he said, Oh, that's a whole new level <laughs> of upset. I was totally unaware <laughs> that all that was going on. <clears throat> And one of the ladies in attendance has an autoimmune condition. And as the meeting went on, I would check in with her every now and then because she just started to fade and turn pale, uh -huh. you know, just sitting there listening. Um, it's a, there's a lot of shocking things going on. Um, you know, if a person wants to look at it and in family constellations, that's basically what happens when someone comes in and does their family constellation, they will see the reality of what they innocently inherited subconsciously. It's quite often shocking. Inherited um, like, uh, uh, like while of? they were in the womb and, yeah. uh, and during their infancy and during labor and delivery. Um, it's, uh, it's kind of shocking, uh, what people see and yet when they actually see it in that environment in that circle of of love and service they're able to take an action uh, based on actual reality not what they've been thinking was going on with their conscious mind all these years so if they see it if we see something <laughs> I guess in a in a session, or I guess it would be in the dream state too. That means somehow um, it 
it's in our consciousness, sub or above, above or below, right? It's in there somewhere. Otherwise, we wouldn't. In, yeah. We wouldn't be in that state. Hmm? Right. <laughs> and if my life is flowing joyfully, then I'm in a good relationship with reality. Um, as Jobert Renault would point out in Recall Healing, most of my dreams don't even belong to me. They belong to someone in my family system. So when we think about when our brain is actually forming, it's in the womb of our mother. Every night when she goes to sleep and dreams, hmm. all of those feelings go straight into my little developing nervous system. Every, every imaginary and real conversation she has with my father goes into my subconscious developing nervous system. That's so, a so uh, powerful our, connection. Yeah, so over our lifetime, we eventually um, want to bring these things up and then let them go, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be with, yeah we want everything to be with the person it belongs with, <laughs> you know, because it's right for them. Yeah, so just by experiencing, maybe this is one of the reasons why we do dream, so maybe they come up and then leave when we experience mm -hmm. them? Yeah, I suspect so. I suspect <laughs> the whole thing is a very compassionate cleansing. <laughs> oh, I like compassionate cleansing. <laughs> compassionate cleansing. <laughs> it's so poetic. I just like it, you know? It's like doing a coffee enema with uncaffeinated, you know? <laughs> we do compassionate cleansing. <laughs> Good. God help us all. I like it though. No, it's, it's got a nice ring to it. I think you could. I think you got a business there. You know. It does kind of sound like a good name. Doesn't it? it really yeah. does. You know, compassionatecleansing.com dot com. Got, got a nice. Got a nice ring to it. So, um, <laughs> you know that. The, interesting thing is for me doc when i as i do my spiritual exercises in the dream state and sometimes i'm aware of it all i wonder why we don't want to look at these things they feel sticky going into them don't they they kind of feel mm -hmm. what's that about yeah, so I have to tell you, I've been, you know, since that uh, constellation I told you about, and I watched that pre-birth experience guy talk about everything, and I've been watching near-death experience people share. And almost all of them have what's called a panoramic life review, mm -hmm. where they get to see everything they've ever done, and then they get to see what it was like to be inside the body of the other person when they shared that word or deed or whatever and how the other person actually experienced it. And uh, <clears throat> before that happens, people will be taken into a room with spirit guides where they are totally drenched in unconditional love. 
Because if we're not drenched in unconditional love, we'll die in a sense of judgment when we see some of those things. <laughs> It'll just be too much to bear. Um, so I think one of the things that happens down here is, I don't know, we don't have rooms where we can go like, hey, I'm going to head over to the coffee shop of unconditional love drenching. And uh, and then when I come out of there, I'll be able to see reality without falling apart right. or getting lost in my own judgments. You know, we just don't we don't seem to have that as available as as we might hope. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So that seems to be what helps us face things and go into them without you know, going like, oh, I don't know if I can stand to see that. Right, right, yeah. I, I can't go into there. Um, I've had that experience on the inner, and you get a juxtaposition between two emotions of, oh, man, I just can't go in there because that's too weird. I don't even know if I'll come out. And also, at the same time, I really need to go in there because it's going to be the best thing ever. You, yeah. Does that make sense? Where you, I, yeah. I've experienced yeah. that. So then I go because I think, wow, what the hell? You know, what do I got to lose? You know, <laughs> <laughs> this, I just go right there. Well, you yeah. mentioned about spirit guides. You know, that's one of the things that I'm blessed in my work with, uh, in Ekankar that we have a, I have a spiritual master, right? That I'm connected mm-hmm. with because I made the choice to be connected with him. And he's a God-realized being that works with me on the inner. And his whole, it's, a, its you know, we say he, but it's not really he. It's just a state sure. of consciousness, right? But it is mm-hmm. divine spirit manifest, right? And it is unconditional love. And that's all it is, right? So it's this, that's all it is. And it, it doesn't matter yeah. what you do. You could go out and, um, you know, shoot 40 kids at school. Don't do this. But it will still love you. You'll have to deal with the karma of 40 kids, and you know, but it still loves us. Isn't that crazy? Mm-hmm. It, it mm-hmm. still yeah. loves us. Unconditionally. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't say, oh, no, Rich, no, no, you screwed up. No, just uh, come back later. It doesn't do that. Isn't it oh, amazing, huh? Whew. Yeah, it really is. And, it, you know, honestly, from what I've seen, and I don't know if it's, just what I've been subconsciously choosing, but many of the people who have the most profound NDE experiences are people who were raised in very strict Catholicism. Really? Hmm. Yeah. So the one I listened to yesterday, and <clears throat> she has a Facebook and an Instagram and YouTubes, there's a lady named Christine Harrington. And uh, she... Uh, and her son both died during childbirth <clears throat> and were resuscitated. Wow. Um, and uh, during that time, when she first left her body, she said she went into this really dark place and she knew it was hell because she had had two abortions. Oh, man. And, and she had never confessed them. So in her understanding, as a good Catholic, she had mortal sins on her soul and there was no choice but to be sent to hell Mm. and she said she cried out to god for help saw this little pinpoint of light went toward it and ended up i may start crying uh, ended up just being embraced in this light and totally loved 
and reconnected with her aborted ones oh. uh, in a place of unconditional love uh, and realized in that place that there is no actual death, that we come down here and agree to go through the experience of dying uh, because there's something expansive for the soul and for the entire creation, apparently, um, to agree to go through that. And it has to feel like it's real, mm -hmm. has to feel authentic. Mm -hmm. uh, and it certainly has, that's been true for me. Every time I've been around dying people, it felt pretty dang authentic. And uh, endings and beginnings and all those kind of things, it's, it's all I can take. Mm. It, it, my little nervous system and body it, it, i've 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 hit i've hit the max number i i feel like um and it was beautiful to hear her story and uh now she spends her time doing retreats for women who have come to a place of uh judging themselves harshly about choosing abortion yeah yeah and uh, helping them find a sense of unconditional love and a release from judgment. Yeah. So for them and, and other stuff, when we think we've done, you know, mortal sins and all that, um, it's about just forgiving ourselves because what did Jesus say? Forgive them for they know not what they do. Or something like that. Yeah. That great line. Yeah. That great line, yeah. Yeah. Man, I did the mortal sin thing. That was great. Yeah, True, yeah. Did you? You weren't Catholic, Corey? Were you Catholic? We were. We were Southern Baptists, Southern so we Baptist. were the oh, man. the other polarity of Catholics, <laughs> you know. And <clears throat> we had, uh, we had, uh, and it's it's interesting, you know. A lady came by the other day who has a a phantom Catholic sire in her family tree, just like I do. And it, and those things are remarkable now that I'm noticing them. You know, uh, we had Colonel Charles A. Magruder who got my great-great-grandmother pregnant and then left, you know, without marrying her. Good Catholic Magruder, you know. And, uh, and I didn't know that story till five years ago. All I know is, is that my family would always tell me the worst thing, son, if you only remember one thing, is remember this, don't marry a Catholic. <laughs> You'll have to raise your children the way the Pope says, and you can't <laughs> even be a man in your own home, you know? And, you know, and it's all this strange stuff, you know, like, hmm. really? And, but that was the perspective in our family. We had this missing Catholic and, and this young woman, her, uh, somebody in her family was a nun. And apparently one night, hmm. One night, and the man, uh, the man, the priest, the bishop, whoever was in there, uh, remains unknown to this day. <laughs> so, uh, just like my family, and it, I mean, it's amazing, you know, that here I am connecting with the Catholic side of that story in a good way. You know, here I am, Southern Baptist side of the story, Catholic side of the story. Yeah. We hang out, talk about our family trees together, and 
do some heart math together and, and then there's some healing you know i've always liked southern baptist you know they the only thing i didn't they 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 always cautioned about having sex because it could lead to dancing, you know. And uh, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> yes, yes, we tried, you know, we really tried. <laughs> it's like, uh, oh man, religions, boy, what a trip, huh? Holy cow! Mm-hmm. You know, as a little kid, I'm told that my grandfather uh, and on April 21st, in just four days, I'll be exactly his age when he died. Really? Oh. My grandpa Townsley, and, and I'm told that when I was a little kid, he taught me how to play the Tennessee waltz on the ukulele. And uh, after puberty, though, whenever I sing that song or hear that song, I have to turn it off. It's, you know, about somebody losing the person they love the most at a dance. Hmm. Uh, you know, so that's got to be in the family tree somewhere. Yeah. That, you know, somebody took their woman to the dance and she saw somebody better. I hate it when that happens. You know, it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, oh, God, I just, I still feel that inside in my biology. Mm. You know, the thing that I, I recall when I was a kid in, in school and it kind of haunted me for most of my lifetime. It was a trip. Um, so I'd sit in school, and one of my favorite things to do is uh, when we would have uh, we'd have Boy Scout thing, you know, once a week or once a month. I don't know when it was, but I really liked it because we did all these cool things, you know. And you wear a yellow uniform, and they had treats, and it was great, you know. Boy Scouts, little blue thing with a yellow tie. It was pretty cool. I liked yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And and so I remember the moment this happened where I realized that I wasn't paying attention. Seriously, this was like fifth grade or something. I wasn't paying attention, and I was just thinking about going to the Boy Scouts, right? So that's what I did, and that's how I did school. I would just think about something other than what was going on, whatever. Yeah, I did my whole yeah. school like that, because once I got how to do that, well, what? Well, what she was saying was boring. I didn't have any idea what she was saying. I didn't care. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I did that pretty much most of my life. You know, pretty much. Yes. Most, I can remember then when I started to date. This is crazy. Can't believe I'm telling you all this. So I would. So there's to be girls. I was really hot to get a date with, right? So I'd work on that. And once I got the date, that was the magic, right? That was mm-hmm. what mattered. Yeah. And then, yes. and that carried me through my life because I was going to go out with this girl in two weeks or whatever, right? This is what this is what carried me through. Does that make sense? This is li- oh, totally. Does it really? Yeah. Oh, so I'm not crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I would no, do this. No, 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 no. I would no. do, and then, and that was better than actual date because once I was on the date, yeah. I didn't have any idea what I was doing. So. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, you know, seriously. So what's yeah, what's that yeah. about? Do a lot of people do it? A lot of us do that. It was tickling. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you when you have a big date that you're looking forward to, and you call somebody up, and they say yes, yeah, that's it, right? Or, okay, so 
in, in the subconscious, if you can catch this, this is this was huge for me when Gilbert shared this. Yeah. This subconscious computer is set up to compare every yes that I hear to the very first yes that was important for my biology. So the mind computer wants to compare the girl saying yes to a date to what? Yes. To the very first yes that was important in my biology. Which would mean, give me an example of what that would be. There's only one. Oh. Yeah, I know. So you see, it just goes right over. What do you mean there's only one? The first yes. Yes. The very first yes. Could that be when I was conceived? Absolutely. I I got lucky. I guess that. Yes. It's when mom says yes. Or when the spermies and the egg come together or when mom says let's. No. When she says yes in daddy's ear or yes with her body. Oh, and that's the big moment. Because then I was, this is when I'm coming in, baby. Just give me room, right? Here I come. Yes, it's the big first yes. And, <laughs> and of course, then, then the date is like the pregnancy, you know? I mean, that's that can right. be like morning sickness or... <laughs> Throwing up, whatever. <laughs> Acting like a goofball, you know, not knowing what to say. <laughs> yeah right I mean, you're what you're what <laughs> we're gonna have a what <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious the big so J- 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 what's this fellow's name that you work yeah Jobert Renault the Jobert recall Renault. yeah the, the recall yeah. Henry. so that's yeah that's Student relates back Hammer. to the first yes wow yeah so remember with the IVs Whenever we do IVs, it reminds our subconscious computer of our very first IV. Oh, you mean you're talking about the ultraviolet IV thing? Any IV. Any IV. Any IV a person gets, their subconscious replays how it felt to receive their first IV. And when was their first IV? The belly button. Oh, when mom started... Feeding us, and we when we yes. when we jumped over the body, start farming, and we got the whole thing going. Yes, wow. yes. When there was all this enthusiasm and growth and development, and it's at least a sixty million dollar IV. I haven't really <laughs> done math well, but sixty million is a conservative estimate of the value of that IV. What do you mean sixty million? Like in dollars? Yes. So. So like uh, when I go over, when I used to go over and see the the billionaires and uh, do the umbilical cord plasma IVs, <clears throat> a 30-minute IV is uh, retail $6,000. So you would do, you would get the little plasmas from umbilical cords and shoot it in your body? Mm-hmm. Or rich mm-hmm. people do this? Uh-huh. Huh. Yeah, it makes their illnesses go away. Oh, good. Well, For about a week or two. Oh, only a week or two, then what happens? Yeah, then they come back, you know. Um, but it's like borrowing energy from birth, uh, the rejuvenation of birth, 
And so we're getting that IV 24 hours a day. So if every 30 minutes is $6,000 retail, probably a thousand wholesale. Yeah, you know, pretty so, valuable IV. So we're getting the IV from spirit, God? Well, we're, you can talk about that, but in the womb, oh, in the- we're, actually, we're actually getting the real deal, complete with blood and everything, unfiltered, unprocessed, all the stem cells, everything, um, 24-7. Oh, for nine months. Yeah, yeah. For whenever the cord forms, I'd have to look that uh-huh. up again. Right. You know, and uh, so that's going on. We're and we're getting that, and you know, just being the little one. Hmm. That's the big key: be the little one and uh, receive all that good stuff. I always felt like when I come out, I was like frightened and terrified. With that. I didn't have a lot of clothes. You know, it was just. <laughs> Came out like a, the emperor, huh? <laughs> you had no clothes. <laughs> Prince Patrick. So you think I should try to remember when they gave me a little circum thing? Ooh, I don't know. Uh, but, I, you know, now that you say that. <laughs> you have to bring uh, that up, right? <laughs> yeah, you had to bring that up. I have to journal that later because... Uh, I mean, that was the first time uh, some uh, foreign authority figures uh, touched my privates. <laughs> and, uh, you know. Now they do it every year, once a year tax time. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Here, hold this. <laughs> I need to use that. A foreign authority or what? Touch my privates? What, what did you Yeah. Say? Oh, God, help us all. Yeah. But something like that would seem to be, would be traumatic, but I don't know, I've never felt the need to go back and relive that one or anything, but... Mm. Well, what I'm wondering is, is though, <laughs> is how many people have you ever heard of in your life when they finally are with someone they care about and trust? Yeah can 100% relax when somebody intimately touches them? Or does it bring up a nervous tension that the person may or may not be aware of that they've had ever since their circumcision? Klinghart says we carry that. That was that was what he discovered. Right, I would, I would agree, but I think it's easy to, to just go through it. I mean, you experience it, you know, <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like, okay, well, that's yeah. fine. Well, yeah. I'll let that one go. This is too much fun. I mean, <laughs> no sense hanging out there. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, can we get past this? <laughs> Let's just get past this because it's boring. You know? <laughs> So I guess all guys have done that at the beginning, you know, early on, because you just do. Maybe that's where yeah. that comes from, I guess. But there wouldn't be any reason yeah. to hang on to that. I mean, that would be pretty dumb. Well, I mean, I think it's too late to decide whether to hang on to it or not. You know, it's it's kind of there. No, and, but, it's, uh, but and, it's, it leaves once it's we done. go through it, though, right? It leaves once we go through it. Well, if a person 
did a ritual of some kind to clear that. Yeah. <clears throat> but without doing that, that imprint is in there. Uh, and right. Okay. Yeah. And so, and the way it's done in my day is they had two pieces of metal and they had this heavy piece of metal that they set on, on top of the other one with a sharp edge and it just slowly cut through the foreskin. Oh, good. You know, and so I'm, I'm wanting to make a joke, but I mean, is that where the attraction toward heavy metal comes from? You know, um, is that all of us guys, you know, I mean, the heavy metal guitar, you know, and it had this experience of heavy metal at circumcision. Hmm. You know, I was thinking hmm. about that the other day that I, I think that humans tend to, I don't know, uh, they need to do sometimes weird things to try to get to this yeah. trauma that they want to yeah. get to, but they don't know how. And I yeah. think this is what this pedophilia thing is about, that these people are such, you know, I'm not, I'm not condoning what they do, but I think there must be in such disconnect with their deep down with some weird thing that happened to them when they were a kid Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. you know listen to me I sound like yeah. a psychiatrist but they got to do weird things to get to come in contact with you know what I mean to come in contact with that does that make sense it does it does and in the absence of any kind of heart centered caring for people that's available to them and non-judgmental Sadly, the things get acted out uh -huh. in ways that continue the trauma rather than solve it. But it is an effort, as you say, to try to connect with something the best way they know how is by reenacting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, even the, you know, as abhorrent as this stuff is, you know, I think it's helpful to have, I don't know, I do, some kind of compassion for these people because you know they're just total turmoil and angst and fear and hate and loathing and you know spooky stuff spooky stuff i don't know that if if i've ever talked about the two constellations i did about um my actual experiences with sexuality you want to do ever, that did i ever talk about those i don't think um, so so when I was 68 years old, I guess that's five years ago, um, I finally decided I was old enough that, you know, if I got rejected by the community, um, I, you know, I'd be all right. I'm not out there in the dating pool anymore or trying to, you know, impress people with, to the same degree. And what was going on with me, one of them was, is that after every sexual orgasm I would have, within two or three minutes, I would have in my imagination being arrested or being beaten up. Wow. Wow. Um, and I didn't feel like there was anybody to talk with about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, yeah. Who are you gonna, um, 
yeah, who you know, who are you going to say that to? You know, it's it's like, uh, you know, you act like James Bond. That was what I was, you know, grew up with, plus the human examples. And I never heard anybody say anything about that. So I just thought I was afflicted in some way. And, um, and or maybe everybody went through it and they just manned up and, you know, you just go through it. Um, so at 68, I decided to constellate that and do a family constellation of that. Mm -hmm. And what it turned out to be was we, we knew just a bit, a little bit of a story that something had happened to my mother sexually, uh, when she was a girl by someone older in the family. And anyway, we set that up and the facilitator had the perpetrator say to my mother, I know I could be arrested for what I'm doing to you. And it had a powerful energy to it Hmm. in that moment. And that was my last violent fantasy after orgasm. So what'd you do about that? So out of love for my mother and the perpetrator, Hmm. who's also a member of the family, Hmm. I carried that story as if my carrying it could somehow relieve them or I could belong in the family if I was carrying this story in some way. That's what you mistakenly believed. Yeah, it was so deep in the subconscious, I I can't even know anything about it personally, Mm -hmm. but the subconscious projects out into the open when we do constellations. Mm -hmm. So apparently I inherited that part of the family story of a rape or a molestation of an older person on a younger person uh, and all the guilt and the self-loathing and the knowing it's against the law. And that was all inside of me, but it would only come out after a sexual orgasm. And it was, a. I mean, there's a lot of suffering in that. Like, mm, yeah. I, I knew, like, you know, here we're in an intimate moment. We're lying side by side after uh, enjoying some sexual intimacy. And within two to three minutes, I feel like I need to run out of the room because the sheriff is coming or, you know, some <laughs> big family members are coming. They're going to beat me up and, and all this. And I would just make myself lie there because I knew it was important to stay there. But the intimacy was lost. It was over as far as my experience went. Sure. sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I was trying to defend against this, this mental imagery that I couldn't stop. And I didn't realize that the mental imagery was out of love for my mother and the perpetrator. And that's why I couldn't stop it. I wasn't supposed to stop it. I was supposed to find a way to leave that story with the people it belongs with. To, because to understand it and to work through it like you do with this work, and it just makes sense and say, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
because actually that's a higher way of loving my mother and the one who molested her. Mm-hmm. They actually, from their heart, want me to return that story. They had no idea the ramifications that this was going to pass to the next generation of people, right? Mm-hmm. So a higher way of loving them is not copying the story or carrying it. It's leaving the story with them. And so that's what you ended up doing, and that stopped? Yeah. Yeah, that cleared all of that. It's kind of amazing. I stopped getting arrested after every orgasm. <laughs> it's you know? good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, yeah. yeah, which was quite a relief, honestly. Hmm. Um, so, so those are powerful, uh, what they're called entanglements. Yeah. And, uh, well, one can only imagine what's going on in the, in the general population, the gen, gen, gen pop, as they say in the prisons, and gen pop, um, <laughs> uh, w- regarding sex and, and, uh, and all of that, and guys mm-hmm. running out of the room and afterwards, and the whole thing gets cattywampus, you know? Yes. Probably a lot, you know? Hmm. Well, that's why the work you do is good, right? And you just do what you can to help people understand this stuff, stuff. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing to see someone realize that everything they thought was wrong with themselves is a love story. Mm-hmm. It's it's a love for someone in their family system, and I like that perspective because there's a lot of healing power in the family system way more there than there is in me as an individual and some people go to their spiritual family for healing if these guys are right on the youtubes we're surrounded by angels and spirit guides and things like that and so some people find their healing in relationship with these beings and whatever works for people you know, it just seems that my part in it for now is about the family system. Yeah, that's your your path and your your thing. And, yeah, and we all have different perspectives and different pathways yes. up the mountains, if you will. But it all is good because yeah, you know, there's yeah. people that resonate with what you do, and other people resonate with whatever. You know? Yes, mm-hmm. that's a beautiful thing about. That it's all good. That, that, that I know it's an overused saying, but it really is, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I have uh, one of the things that keeps me aware in my inner reality when I'm working with these things is I keep telling myself to just be honest. Be honest with what's going on. And when I am honest, really totally honest with no, with no um, concern about what I'm saying or how I'm saying it or what I'm saying to my spiritual master and I just say, well, you know, I'm doing this and you know, and then, then. it just, it just, yes. it just resolves. As long mm-hmm. as I'm honest, you know, as long as, you know, as long as I'm deep yeah. as I can be with what's going on, it just goes away. It just works through. It just... Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? It does. And and so as you say that, I've used that expression too, that it just goes away. 
what I think I'm going to start saying is, is it finds its right place. It finds its right place. It goes somewhere, you know, or, di- or dissolves yeah. or something. It goes where it belongs, <laughs> it you know. Where, and we don't even know where it goes, right? We don't have to no, care. No, but, but it doesn't belong here no, anymore. No, no, it doesn't belong. Right? I mean, that's a big realization yeah. uh, that I, you know, as part of our incarnation agreement is to come in and be just, you know, just totally open to the suffering of the parents during the pregnancy, labor and delivery and infancy. And just all of it gets stored in here. And the task is, you know, to do that journey from here to here. Yeah. Uh, in your heart. And find, find the heart of it. Yeah, find yeah. the heart of the matter. Excellent. Good job. Dr. Richard Massey, good friend. And he's on here the third Monday of each month on One Radio Network. Phone lines are still having a bad hair day, but you can participate with a question or a comment. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. We're live here. It is 17 April, 2023. And um, Matthew Eric tomorrow. We think George Altkow is going to come on. Adam Bergstrom on Wednesday. And uh, we're working on a couple other things. So uh, let's take a little break here. And uh, this uh, these products are on sale right now from Sir Thrival right now. One of the very first things I do in the morning is come sit at my meditation chair and that's when I take my dual extracted mushrooms from Sir Thrival, the chaga and the reishi. Both of these mushrooms are immunomodulators. If you had too strong of an immune system like autoimmunity, it'll help to downregulate and calm the immune system. If you have too weak of an immune system like an immunodeficiency, they help to upregulate or strengthen your immune system. So whatever you're dealing with, they help to bring your immune system to balance. In addition to being immunomodulators and adaptogens, Chaga is probably best known for its extremely high ORAC value or antioxidant content. It scavenges the body of free radicals. And Reishi has a long history being used in conjunction with meditation and for reaching higher states of consciousness. And that's why I like to take these right before my meditation. There's a lot of medicinal mushroom supplements on the market to choose from but most are made with cheaply produced mushrooms grown on grain and either ground up and put in capsules or extracted in non-organic alcohol. Sir Thrival does it differently. We use wild harvested chaga and organic certified wood-grown reishi fruit bodies, not the mycelial extract. And then we use an organic alcohol and a hot water extraction method and then recombine so you get the full benefits of these extremely high quality mushrooms. They're really, really nice uh, mushrooms, as you know. Not magic mushrooms, but kind of magical. And they're on sale right now. Use promo code ONE RADIO. I'm sorry. Promo code for this one is MUSHROOMS. MUSHROOMS. Promo code is MUSHROOMS. Any survival link on OneRadioNetwork.com. Uh, and uh, you can get 15% off. This is Patrick Timponi. The way we uh, support ourselves is we invite you to um, donate to our site once a month. You can do 10, 20 bucks, whatever you want to do. Just so go to the donate tab. You'll see a little picture of either Doodle or another dog on the front page or on the sidebar. And you can sign up very easily for 10 or 20 bucks a month. 10 bucks is great. And uh, keep us, help keep us going. Uh, we're trying to uh, 
not trying, but we are uh, kind of working our way away from just depending on the sales because we make a commission on sales like, um, you know, um, the mushrooms and, and all the products. That's how we support. But folks are having a, a more difficult time doing things and, you know, with inflation and food prices. And so the sales have uh, gone down. So we need to kind of ask for your support. So that's great. You know, I want to just give you an overview of uh, what we do promote as far as products. If you see something uh, that kind of floats your boat, if you go on One Radio Network and click on through our website, we automatically get a commission so you don't have to do anything special. But we've got some great, great products. I'm just going to go through them. Bio, um, BioAge is a really a nice um, um, oh, super, super greens and astaxanthin and all these different kind of microgreens. Very, very powerful. Air Doctor, we do the uh, air purifier. These are great. This morning, I was making tea and I had one of those um, um, glass, glass things, right, with the little plastic thing on top. So I poured the water off and I didn't, I didn't turn off the, the, you know, the gas. Duh. And so I'm doing a little yoga and doing my exercises, Max 3, and all of a sudden I smell this plastic burning. So, that, you know, that black thing was melting. Oh, God. You know, so I go in and turn it off and it was pretty smelly. This little air doctor thing just comes on and speeds up. It just smells it and it stays on higher until it gets rid of it. Pretty cool, huh? Colostrum, another product, an onsorthrival pearl product where you uh, brush your teeth, pearl seam, it's a good one. Shen Blossom, we love their products. They have some really nice things. I also have some mushrooms, but um, a 50-year-old ginseng, very, very cool. Um, Holy Hydrogen Machine, the uh, very good machine with the hydrogen water and gas. You can get one of those puppies, promo code one radio. The Relax Bar Infrared Sauna, we have the best price ever. Email me if you'd like to get one. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. The X3, I'm getting muscles, and uh, it's a great exercise um, protocol. Uh, we talk about it with the elastic bands. EMF protection device from Blue Shield. U.S. Coin Capital, the gold and silver coins. Andreas Seed Oils, good, good products. So I think we got it all. Um, sulfur, working through those. Oh, the high Himalayan Shilajit from Omica Organics, and they also have the the uh, the water filter, Omica. Uh, aloe, fresh aloe you can get, frozen. So, good stuff. And that's how we support ourselves. So if you like something, you know, if you feel like need for something, go to One Radio Network and look at some of our products. I think you'll find um, some of the best ones ever, ever, ever. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. We're with Dr. Richard Massey is uh, and his phone number, as we put on there for, for all of you girls looking for a, a real man, is DocMassey at... at <laughs> gmail.com Doc Massey I'm always trying to hook him up with somebody Doc Massey at gmail.com 
Uh, you know, I've been thinking a bit about drugs. I don't know if you are aware, but these uh, there's a lot of um, stuff going on the interweb about ayahuasca, about these magic mushrooms just using a microdose. Have you seen that? I think they call mm-hmm. it Mind Bloom. I don't know how all that works. Maybe it's a... Have you thought about it? you think it would be reasonable for somebody to do a little homeopathic dose of that? A lot of people tell me it helps them. Um, And I was very strongly persuaded by that uh, Netflix special, How to Change Your Mind. I don't know that one. Uh, I had followed Michael Pollan for a while, and uh, there wasn't a more straight-laced, scientific kind of a guy about plants and food. And uh, he says he never had any kind of experience with any plant medicines until he was 65 years old. It's a four-part series, um, and it's the use of plant medicines to shift these innocently inherited patterns, uh, the ones that are really limiting uh, the expression of our loving true self. Um, And I was very impressed. I'd forgotten, for instance, that MDMA, called ecstasy, was actually legal for psychiatrists until 1985 yeah. in this country, yeah. and that it was used in psychotherapy. And and the case history, the woman that they showed uh, who had the MDMA-assisted therapy, it was an amazing story. Hmm. Uh, it's just a four-part series, one on LSD, one on mushrooms, one on peyote, and one on MDMA. I see. What I've been thinking about, and I think there's something to this, and I I believe it goes along with your work, is, in my opinion, this is just my opinion, Doc, I may be wrong, but, and possibly why little microdoses of something, or MDNA, and I did it once in in 83, um, it was very gentle and soft, and you could actually... Mm-hmm. think about things you were going through and not just pop you there. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I think the challenge with drugs as we know them is that if it pops you into another reality and you go, oh, man, oh, man. you think you know it all, right? And you come down and you don't know how you got there you know, what have you really learned? Except you had a glimpse, you know, like Ram mm-hmm. Das and Lily and yeah. these people did back in the 60s with LST. They had a glimpse. But as far as yeah. I know, they didn't change the world or, or really have any, you know what I mean? Huge impact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does that make sense? It's like church, honestly. It's the same psychology as church. You know, when we say, our father who lives somewhere else, hallowed be thy name. Right. I mean, there's this great place, and maybe every now and then you get a glimpse of it, but you sure can't stay connected with it. Right. Um, And that was the way church felt to me. You could have these little moments where 
you know, something different happened, but those were not cultivated or integrated in a way that continued through our lives. Right. Well said, because in my experience, unless I have that quiet conversation with my teacher or God or myself, whatever you want to call it, and I believe it's all the same thing, that um, I've not really learned anything. I've not really said, wow, that's really interesting. How can that be? And you can even forget that. But if you really get that on a deep level, you've earned something, you've earned an awareness that doesn't, doesn't necessarily have to leave, especially if you think about a journal about it after the experience and you really mm-hmm. integrate it into your system rather than smoking a joint when you're, you know, when you're 20 or whatever and going, you know, blast you somewhere and you go, oh my God. And then you go crazy because you start thinking and then you have no idea where you are, right? Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. Or how you got there, you know, or how you got there. You know, when I yeah. had my out-of-body experience in 83, it wasn't, in, it was as near death as you get, but I just, it just happened. And it changed my life forever because I just, I just felt this unconditional love and it was there. And I knew it and I got it and it was part of me and blah, blah, blah. It changed my yeah. life forever. And I didn't know how I got there. So that's really a counter yeah. argument to what I just said, you know. Yeah, exactly. But but it wasn't like I could get there immediately the next night. I just knew that this God existed closer than I thought or something, you know? Yes, yeah. And it's funny in earth language, what I'm hearing <laughs> from earth, everybody is, earth language. <laughs> is, is, is these these things that appear exactly opposite in our language are simultaneously true. Like, give me an example of what you're saying with that. Well, kind of what you just okay. said when you said you just described an opposite and said, I just said something opposite of what I'd previously described. And they would say both of those things are simultaneously true. Both are true. We just don't have a way of understanding that with earth brains and earth yeah. language. Yeah. Yeah. As Adam Bergstrom says, when you know, ask a question, the answer is always yes, no, and maybe. <laughs> which makes sense when you think about it right yes no yeah maybe. <laughs> yeah i like it i like it that's the name of his book yes no maybe chronobiotic nutrition which is a, a, a beautiful thing where it's the trinity right the three you know god the father yeah. god the son god the, like the holy ghost I yes like no that. maybe which is positive yeah. negative and neutral which everything is right Mm-hmm. Everything else. Listen, Wes, we sound like we know what the hell we're talking about. Well, you know, we got to muse about these things. Yeah, if, uh, you, if you don't muse about them, yeah. what, you know what? And then to come back to physical reality, what I have on the background there is a <laughs> physical is reality. A, who wants to go there? Come on. Yeah, who wants to go there? You know, physical reality. We got a little uh, slide from a friend of mine in Houston. Yeah, show us here. Let me put you on full screen and see what you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We turn this up just a bit. And so, so what we have here 
is we want to see all the color look like this reddish part. But we come out here and we see, you know, heavy metals. Yeah. Dark ring on the outside. And the thicker and darker it is, uh, the more heavy metal lines we see going over into the red and yellow. Um, so you've done hair analysis and it correlates to the, to the little blood stuff you do? So I did the uh, urine chelation challenges. That's what this is. And then this is one after uh, doing the Intermax you know, which I got kicked out of that on your show many years ago. That was exciting. Um, hey, are yeah, are these was, yours, uh, your things? Yeah, these are mine. I'm not showing anybody else's. But yeah. So, the so darker, the first one is all the heavy metals you, you, you threw out there. And what was the date on that one? Yeah. So this is, uh, let's see, this is mercury, lead, and nickel. Uh, were the three elevated ones. And whoa, I was a young guy here. I was 60 years old. Uh, this is from 2010. Okay. And look at all the long lines where your, your mercury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Just way out there. So then what did you do? You start taking Intramax? Yeah, I started doing the Intramax, and this is like two years later. Uh, same chelator, same challenge conditions. Wow. Uh, do you and it, it worked just as well as the IVs. Um, and Intramax is this liquid mineral or m m liquid m vitamin, right? Yeah, that's let me, a, let me get from that. Drucker Labs. Uh -huh. Drucker Labs you can buy yeah. online. We don't, we don't have a financial interest in it. Uh, no, Doctor Massey's dating. Doctor Massey's dating the daughter of the guy who owns it, but don't. That doesn't matter. Yeah, just kidding. Yeah, don't tell anybody. <laughs> but there's three strengths of it. There's three and, strengths, uh, really. Yeah, and you know, yeah, we got kind of kicked out. I did from talking about it on your show. Oh, good. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't meet their standards. Uh, somebody can probably archive and remember that. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's good stuff. And this is uh, from Planet Houston, you know. And Texas is one of the top ten states for heavy metals and chemicals. And so that—that's what that so, ring is for heavy metals. Yeah, yeah, it's not Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire. No, a, baby, I tell you. I fell into a burning yeah. ring of fire. My goodness. Yes. So, so this is this is a, an un, anonymous client, right? This one here? Yeah. 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 So what and do you do you for know, somebody like that? How, what do you do for them? It's on these little uh, oh. slides here. We put these little tiny droplets from a finger stick. I'll be done and magnify that. And people figured out over a hundred years ago that the body will actually tell you what's going on mm -hmm. if you take a look at this. Hmm. Um, so, yeah. So basically we would suggest that this person do something to remove heavy metals and also to put good minerals in the body. So here's, here's the other part of heavy metals. And let me show you this page here. This is mine. So whenever a person does chelation, you want to see all the good minerals uh, over in the uh, in in the red area where my fingers are. Those are because all the good chelation, ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the chelation pulls out the uh, the good minerals and the bad ones at the same time. So every mineral, like 
this one here, this one here, this one here, and this one here are really low. They should all be way over here on this red line because they should just be pouring out of the urine because I've put in a chelator to pull them out on purpose. I see. So anything that's low here, even in the middle, it's saying that I'm really low on those minerals. And you look at those minerals like molybdenum. Well, that's that's important for dealing with sulfur in the body. You've had Stephanie Seneff on. Mm-hmm. Selenium. Selenium is a big uh, quote, yeah, you know, this old language, antiviral, um, <laughs> involved in a, a lot old of Old language reactions. alert. Old language alert. Okay. Yeah, old language alert. Uh, and so uh, a person uh, can boost those good minerals and get rid of the heavy metals with something like Intramax, Intramin, or Intrakid. Um, and there may be other things as well. So whatever you do, check it out. Check Make it sure out. you're getting what you're so paying for. these Intramax and Intramins, which we don't have any relation with, um, they're, it's a good company, Drucker Labs, and they're all food-based, aren't they? They're all food-based vitamins and minerals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so all, the all idea that. is, is when you get the right nutrients, that the body's going to get rid of whatever it want, needs to, right? Yeah, so if we, had, if we still had real food in, in its real matrix, this would be happening automatically every time we okay. ate real food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let me just... Put this back on here for some background. Real food, like if the... So that's why we, we try to get like grass-fed, grass-finished meat and eggs and, and all that from real good, good source chickens and the whole thing, right? And yes. th- theoretically, they're going to have all the minerals and everything that we need. Butter, cream, mm-hmm. um, eggs. yeah. Yeah, and that's why I think the save soil thing um, and the regenerative agriculture movements are so important because it's the organisms in the soil that provide all the nutrients. It's the soil itself, the dirt part of it. It's the microorganisms in the soil um, and we want to do everything we can to have a bunch of those in our bodies and in the soil. So, Yeah. There's been quite a bit of chatter on the internet, and I don't know what to believe if, if you know anything about it, but people are beginning to be concerned <laughs> about mRNA stuff into the animals. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to have Dr. We're going to have Attorney Thomas Renz on next week. And he's really been exposing. Evidently, they've been using this on some of the animals already. (laughs) But but just because it's mRNA doesn't mean that's necessarily the spooky stuff in the injection, does it? You know, I I just really don't understand much about that. But I don't have a good feeling about it. You know, when I hear about it, I, I, I think like um, received the gift of this genetic material from my family, 
and I'm seeing in family constellation work and recall healing how little I appreciated the genetic material that I received. And when the material that I received genetically is appreciated, all kinds of good things happen in life that weren't happening before. So the real mourning for me, the real grieving is about jumping to something new before what I already have is appreciated. Okay, explain a little bit. Do something new. So I get I get my DNA and RNA from my mom and dad, my grandma and grandpa. Yes. And I'm telling you from the constellations I've done, not only did I not appreciate that genetic material, I hated it. I had judgments against it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where the origin of this arises from this level. It's Stephen Jenkinson said it once. He said that the bedrock of North American culture is self-hatred. Yeah. And so if I hate the genetic material that I've received and I'm a genius scientist and I can get new genetic material in me, it seems like a no brainer that gosh, I could manufacture something better than I could get from my terribly incompetent parents and grandparents. Oh, so souls almost have a uh, kind of a need to do it or accept, accept it on a subconscious level or something like that. So there's a lot of just out-and-out out judgment of the people who provided me with my genetics Oh, that probably ties into the modern medical um, um, model that wants to convince us that everything is genetics and we're finding out that it's like cancer is not. I mean, the cancer people say that's just made up. That's just made up. Mm -hmm. We have a genetic thing for cancer. Uh, Dr. Thomas Seafried, who studied uh, cancer his whole life, he was on the show recently and he said it's not a genetic thing. It's just not. They've proven it. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. And so when I when I judge my parents and say uh, they did this and they did that and they could have parented me better, I'm actually showing that I'm carrying a judgment about my own DNA and about my own messenger RNA Hmm. that I received from them. Well, what's the logical thing to do if I have judgments against my own DNA and my own messenger RNA, the only logical thing to do is put in something better that I made in a laboratory with my genius brain. (laughs) And, and, And then I can just become this great life form Uh, because I'm no longer restricted by what my incompetent parents passed on to me. I can become a super minch. um, And be immune to viruses or or whatever, right? Yes. Yes. I can walk through the world with my mRNA cape on and a big (laughs) S. That's crazy. Yeah, think about that one, boy. So... No, no. 
So I was thinking about the whole mRNA meme about possibly it, it, it appears that pork is is they're 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 targeting for this. I don't know stuff on the internet, Doc. I don't even know what to believe anymore. So I, you know, yeah, anyway, oh, I know, you know. So uh, the regenerative farmer I go to in Dripping Springs, he's got totally cool, unvaxxed and feeding them vegetables that the Whole Foods throws away. I mean, it's amazing food. But he doesn't do the bacon thing. And I really like bacon. So I've been getting bacon from H-E-B and it's Applegate Farms and no antibiotics raised naturally. This It's the best one I get, mm-hmm. right? So I mm-hmm. email Applegate Farms and I say something to the effect here. I'll say, um, we're seeing many Pork producers have been or will be using mRNA molecules and vaccines to inoculate pigs for COVID. Can you confirm that you are not giving your pigs anything other than just feeding them? So they wrote back. Now listen to this. This is interesting. I'm not making a judgment here, but just listen to the way they do this thing. Applegate works with third-party certifiers like Global Animal Partnerships, and certified humane to ensure that animals are raised and handled in ways that we believe line up with our mission and truly honor the five freedoms. Accordingly, all our animals must have a health plan that most often involves vaccinations. A strong immune system is critical for disease prevention and vaccination against known viruses that cause diseases is warranted. Each farm has its own Uh health plan, so the exact products and vaccination plans will vary. Vaccinations are extremely important to promote health through a strong immune system, especially since we do not use antibiotics for growth and no vaccinations include antibiotics. So they're saying vaccines are okay, but they're not antibiotics in the vaccine, so we're going to give them whatever it takes to, to get them without catching something. Regarding mRNA vaccines specifically, none of our livestock is currently receiving this type of vaccines. Um, But that doesn't mean if they're in there, they're going to be on the label, right? I mean, are you reading that? Am I... I don't want to eat this anymore. I don't know what they're... I don't know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like... Yeah... Man. Yeah, you know, everybody came off the farm into the city after the war. It seems like there's big traumas like war and these big social shifts happen and people gave up caring for their own food, mm-hmm. growing their own food, loving the earth as best as they knew how. Um, staying in tune with nature. And, you know, I look around in Austin here where I live near downtown Austin. Um, and there's a sense of vulnerability about it. Um, you know, when we have the little ice storms and things like that, and the grocery stores are empty and nobody can travel anywhere, the tension is palpable. Yeah. Um, because no one here in this area is growing their own food. No one here has any sense of sustainability of power. Um, and I don't know, there's something, uh, maybe we're trying to find 
enough motivation to, as Zach Bush would say, start growing our victory gardens again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've heard about holographic repattering. How does that compare with constellation that you use? Holographic repattering. You know, I've never been through a session of that, but it sounds like the the goal is basically the same uh, with all of the techniques, and it's about reprogramming that innocently inherited programming that I got from conception to one year old. Um, So whatever is useful in doing that, it seems to have a really good effect when those impressions can be returned to the people they actually belong with. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know holographic reprogramming is very possible and I can say with all humility because I'm honored to be able to see it. You know, I think we do it all the time because it is a hologram, right? This whole thing is a hologram. So if we're just sitting there looking in the mirror and saying, well, that's really silly. I don't think I need to do that anymore. I think I'll let that one go. You have reprogrammed yourself. Mm -hmm. So you can do it. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's systems where they help people to re. There must be holographic reprogramming systems, I guess, or specialists. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of paths uh, that people can find that. Sure. And and the good news is about biology is is it tells the truth. It, it's a uh, it's not an accountant for a crooked firm. It's it's an honest accountant. And if I reprogram and my body changes, then I know I really reprogram. If my body doesn't change, um, you know, I was doing something, but I wasn't actually reprogramming anything. Yeah, well said. That's the proof is in the pudding, right? Yeah. And um, so to this emailer, yeah, just go ahead and reprogram whatever you want. Just... (laughs) Just kind of yeah. look and see if what kind of yeah, stuff is there. Yeah. Just, re- yeah. just yeah. redo it. Yeah, just redo it. I think it's as simple as saying, you know, I don't, I don't think I really believe that anymore. I don't, there's no reason why I would need to believe that one. I, you know, here, God, just take this one and put it in its rightful place, <laughs> as you say, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Here's yeah. an e- email from Gertie. Can you please ask Dr. Massey if he feels there is any value to any of the medical specialties. It seems like there's a spiritual, environmental, and nutritional underpinning to most chronic ailments that would best be attended to by home visits. By home visits. What does she mean by that? Do you know what she's asking here? So one of the one of the biggest shifts in recall healing that happened for me and a person I was working with was when I went to their house, made a house call and sat down and went through their family photo album with them Really, and listened as they told stories about each of those photographs 
of themselves and their families, present families and past family members. It was amazing the things that came up. Uh, it really shifted the person's relationship toward money and um, their sense of being at ease in relationships. Um, it was it was really beautiful. So that's how I would hear what she was asking about. Uh-huh. And in a place where there's generally an absence of that, I'm grateful for people who can put in new heart valves physically. Yeah. Uh, heart surgeons. I think that's really cool. Um, people who can put shunts in little kids so that their cerebrospinal fluid doesn't, you know, make their head just get gigantic. People who can surgically do hernia repairs so people don't strangulate their own intestines in there. Um, and I think she's right. All of that will become something of the past, uh, like Star Trek, you know, where they come in and do the little device over mm -hmm. the body and they go, my God, man, this guy comes from a barbaric place. <laughs> you know, they physically cut him open and did all this stuff, you know, and they didn't have one of these, you know, uh, and they just make everything okay using frequencies or whatever that technology is. Yeah. So I have friends who are doing a lot of frequency things, uh, a lot of frequency modalities. Uh, the latest one I've heard about I haven't done yet is sitting inside of a crystalline egg. Ooh, that sounds fun. I know. Yeah, you'll have to come out to Austin sometime and try out some of these uh, trippy frequency things that, some folks I know are doing. You might actually want to have some of them on the show. Yeah, well, hook um, me up. Let's do it. Let's plan it. And I want to come on. So they okay. got machines similar to the oh yeah to the yeah, Tesla stuff. Some, there's some frequency tables and uh, <laughs> and sort of hemisync like headphones at the same time. And uh, in about ten seconds, I'm in a very very deep meditation. Oh, cool. Yeah, let's. I want to go do that. Yeah, we, uh, let's do it. We'll have lunch at Casa, and then we'll go do that. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Cool. I'd like to do that. What's it? What's that called? Um, so I don't know that there are names for it mm. that I would know. I just show up when I get invited <laughs> and, uh, you know, participate. And, uh, you know, most of it's done not by anybody who advertises it. Uh, sure. Although I think the crystal and egg does, you know, schedule visits. What did you, have you done the egg thing? I have not, no. you know, well, maybe we'll go do the egg thing together. Something that'd be fun. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Here's an email for you from Albert. Can you please ask Dr. Massey where or how one could get training to use IV ultraviolet as well as ozone suggestions. Does one need some kind of phlebotomy? Is that the way you say it? Phlebotomy? Uh -huh. Or a yeah. nursing background? Is there anywhere in America that trains people how to do these? Huh. So the lady who started a lot of my IVs back in the day just took the six-week course for how to be a phlebotomist and work in a lab collecting blood. Hmm. Um, so if you know how to start an IV like that, you can 
that's all you really need. Just to just to learn how to mm, be able just to the physical capability of uh, putting something in a vein. Mm-hmm. Um, the International Oxidative Medicine Association. I haven't been on their site in a while, but uh, that's where I learned. Um, Tom Lau, it's spelled L-O-W-E, like low. Um, it's invisiblecure.com, I think. And he has a book about it, and he has seminars as well. Um, it's it's pretty simple to learn, actually. Maybe one day I'll actually do a little short YouTube again on it just to show people. Is this the ozone he, or the uh, I've... Um, <clears throat> The ultraviolet, low. Yeah, so so both of them are actually fairly simple. Oh. Uh, There's just a couple of guidelines to just make sure that you're safe. Um, but you know, having an ozone machine, be the person in your neighborhood that has the ozone machine. Um, you know, run about a thousand dollars to get an ozone machine and and get a tank of medical or welding oxygen to hook up to it and you can do rectal ozone you can do it in the ears if you're a female with untied fallopian tubules you can do vaginal ozone Hmm. they actually make a little device that fits inside the vagina that helps seal the vagina so that the ozone doesn't leak back out and that works very very well uh, it just puts ozone in the peritoneal cavity, which is very healing. Um, so ozone doesn't necessarily, it's not always trying to kill something. It's actually helping the body to heal. Yeah, see. That's so cool. Ozone is the, is the holy trinity of oxygen. When you talk about holy uh, trinities, mm-hmm. three oxygens. And the Jesus oxygen gives up its union hmm. with its parents, becomes human flesh, and causes the cells to make more holy water, basically. Uh, it creates new life. Is that like the fourth phase of water Pollock talks about? You know, so Pollock is talking about the, the water, but the ozone actually tells the little mitochondria to spin faster. Hmm. And it'll generate energy molecules and holy water as a side benefit. So it's like you have energetic holy water going all through your system. Uh, <laughs> That's cool. Which is pretty cool. I like that. You know. Yeah. 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 So it's a baptism with fire and water, uh, both. And so it, it's a good thing. And whenever lightning happens, it makes ozone in the atmosphere. That's that fresh smell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rainwater has that good effect on plants, you know. But, yeah, and Frank Schallenberger in Nevada. Oh, yeah. And and Robert Rowan. Those would be the two doctors I would Google and see if they're offering any classes. Yeah, Rowan has been a big one for the um, um, mm-hmm. aqua, I mean, the ozone, right, for a long time. Yeah, he does ozone, and he kind of took over the ultraviolet mantle from William Campbell Douglas. Here's an email from Fraser down under Australia. Can you please ask Dr. Massey, 
If he has tried VSEL therapy, it's the latest stem cell therapy, and what does he know about it? Do you know about it, VSEL? You know, I, I don't know uh, what those initials stand for. I've had uh, two IVs of stem cells in my life. Um, I like them both. Um, I've had some exosome injections, and I'm actu- I've actually had some umbilical cord plasma IVs. And they all have similarities in effect. And they all have a similar feeling to doing a family constellation or having a biofeedback breakthrough and recall healing. Oh. Hmm. It's, it's the same thing. It's, it's, I have plenty of stem cells and exosomes in my body, but the innocent story that I inherited tells me that I'm supposed to feel and act a certain way at a certain age. Mm-hmm. If I want to be a member of this family in good standing, I have to feel and act a certain way. I have to die at a certain age. Uh, I have to have accidents at a certain age. I have to get married at a certain age. And so my stem cells and my exosomes, which are the little particles my stem cells make, they obey that story. And they're the little messengers that carry out that story. When I do a constellation and the story changes, and some of those stories are left back with mom and dad and grandma and grandpa and great-grandparents. Well, now I have a story that tells my stem cells that they can make a whole new kind of exosome. A new one. They can make an exosome that feels excited about being alive again. Yeah, why not, Uh, right? Even if nobody my age in the family felt excited and alive anymore, right? So... It seems like the story tells the stem cells what to do uh, and what kind of exosomes they can make. Because if we take your stem cells out of your body, where they're away from your story, and then put them in an IV and give them back to you, you get this nice rejuvenating effect. Well, why weren't they doing that when they were in there? Yeah, good question. What was keeping them from behaving that way when they're inside the body And I think a big part of it is the subconscious story. The command center says, you know what? You're supposed to die. That's right. I mean, you know, you're 45, dude. Come on. Fine. You can't do this at 45. There's just no way. You know, you can't lift weights when you're 60. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just embedded in until we bring that up and say, no, I don't. I'm going to believe that. Yeah, I I agree. Mm -hmm. Boy, it's there. Yeah. 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 So I Googled it. Oh, go, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I'm just going to say, for me, the the pathway um, to not carry that anymore is to see that I only carried it out of love in the first place. Hmm. So you don't give yourself if a hard I time for get, believing that. Yeah. yeah. If, if I try to get rid of a program, it only makes it stronger. Yes. That's my experience. If I say, I'm going to give this crap back to mom and dad, it's just going to go deeper subconsciously. Just like anything that's judged is bad. It's just going to dive deeper into the darkness and become stronger. So, But when I see that I carried it out of love and I can have a loving conversation 
with my mom and dad in my heart. That's a different thing. And then they come and take the story back. All I have to do is have the conversation. I don't have to look at it and go, ooh, I, I hate feeling like I'm being arrested after an orgasm every time. <laughs> Get this out of me. This belongs to somebody else, yeah. you know, instead of saying, you know what? I, as heartbreaking as it might feel, I love my mother. I love her when she was being molested in her growing up. And I have a love for the perpetrator. Yeah. It's back to the unconditional love thing, right? Mm -hmm. So I Googled, and you know Google knows what it's doing, V-S-E-L, stem cells, um, some kind of public access medical kind of thing, very small embryonic-like stem cells. And so talk about bone marrow, was for many years, and so evidently these are very small uh, embryonic stem cells. That's what VSL is, Fraser asked uh, okay. about. Yeah, so probably just a new way of, another way to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Also, yeah. ask Dr. Massey the same for EBOO therapy. EBOO is the latest in ozone therapy. Do you know anything about that? Mm-hmm. I do. You do. I had a friend who, who was doing it here in in the Austin area. And it takes out a large percentage of the person's blood. You have two IVs in you, and it's like dialysis plus ozone. Wow. And it really cleans out. So, like, for instance, if you and I decided we wanted to just go out and smoke and eat cheeseburgers, you know, for a few months, live the wildlife and not care. Uh, we could go in and get an EBU treatment <laughs> and clean out most of the toxin that built up and rejuvenate ourselves, right? So it's important for a lot of people who have knowingly or unknowingly uh, gone down a path that built up a lot of toxin in the body. Um, and you so say there's somebody in friend, Austin doing the EBOO thing? Well, no? they were. Oh, they were. And then uh, something happened and uh, yeah, yeah. they had to flee the state. I see. Um, <laughs> but, I, you know, I think there's a place in Austin that's doing it now um, in a way that has all the licensing papers in line. Gotcha. Um, and uh, it's one of Bill Swale's relatives. Oh. Uh, one of his sons is doing it at a, a health place that he started doing i believe it's called alive and well uh, people could contact them and oh that's the one out uh, out uh, out near me right the one the new one now alive and well i, I, th I think so and huh. you could ask them if they're doing it i could be mistaken about that but i think they're offering that um and it seems so i'll tell you i had a i have a friends who now you know relocated to an, another country that they felt like was friendlier um <laughs> and uh so they went and uh, went overseas and got the the ebu overseas and the man who had been uh working to do cleanses and really good nutrition and all of that for decades had no effect from the ebu say that again uh, people that were really in, well 
in good yeah, health, yeah, nothing, he, he, nothing happened. He paid, he paid $2,000. He said, I'm just out two grand, you know. I, I didn't feel any better or worse or anything afterwards. Interesting. But his spouse, who that's not true of, she was living just a more American kind of life. She got a huge boost from it. Interesting. Well, mm-hmm. that would make sense, right? Yeah. If you got a little toxic blood going on and the Ibu eboot them out, mm-hmm. you would you would feel yeah. the difference. You know, you would feel. Yeah. Huh. Ibu. Interesting. I'll call them and see what they have going on out there. We, uh, we've, we've been talking of late with a fellow by the name of Darko Valchek. He's in the uh, rainforest. Cool guy. We really like him. And his, one of his theories is, well, and he's been doing it, is if we drink um, lots of water, maybe up to three or four quarts a day with sea salt, a good sea salt, you know, real sea salt that's been sun-dried, that that is what plasma, blood, blood plasma is made of. That is bu- oh, blood okay. plasma. And your body will eventually just clean up the blood when you keep doing that. I've been doing it for about a month now, and I really like it. Um, just salt water is what it is. I mean, and but a lot more yeah, water than yeah. I've ever drunk before. He says, you got to do three or four quarts. It's a lot. You know, it's a lot of water, but um, it's interesting. So I just keep doing it and seeing what happens. So Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Well, I mean, how- why would sea, sea salt do that? Yeah. So you look at that. I mean, that's like Mother Earth's amniotic fluid. Yeah, that's right. That's where we all started out. You that's, know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think we all sprouted from the ocean. I'm just my theory. I really do. I think that we have. Yeah. You know what I mean? What do I know? So we're yeah. learning about Ibu, all kinds well, of Well, I'm things. in I'm in high coherence when you say that. Okay. So you okay. know well, I, you're in high coherence. Well. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking about smoking and, and having all that junk food. That's what I did last weekend, so I should get the Ibu. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding I just want to see if you're paying attention uh, oh, God help us all yeah. I've got a little file for Dr. Massey let's see if we can get a couple other emails yeah I wish you were the only one that had a file on me well you know <laughs> there's everybody's got a file I love that there was a line or something in one of the movies, <laughs> something about boss. He's he's got an it's got an FBI file, and the guy says, "My grandma is an FBI file. Give me something else." <laughs> it's great. My grandma's an FBI file. Come on, give me a break. Yes, we all got an FBI file, dude. Dude, oh, where was the other one? Um, oh, this was interesting. Uh, I've been listening to your show with Dr. Massey for a long time. This is from Ray. I really enjoy when you have him on. You guys have so much fun. Does he still do coffee enemas? And when do you know you're done? Yeah, I mean, you you, you used to do, I don't know if you still do. You can talk about it. You used to do a lot of coffee enemas, right? Back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, back in the day, I sure did. I, I do one or two a week now. They're smaller. Wow, that's still a lot. One or two a week. Mm-hmm. How do you know when your little liver's happy and wants to go on its I own mean, 
Wang Wei. I think I think my liver's okay. Honestly, I, I I told you it was like when I was fifty-seven, kind of figured out that the celiac thing was going. Right. And my nutrition profile actually fit that. I was high in heavy metals, low in essential minerals, uh, low in essential amino acids, out of balance with all these nutrients that comes with that. And allergy research used to have this product called Bottoms Up. <laughs> and what they discovered was is that people with severe food sensitivities, which I had until I learned about sealing leaky gut, um, can get a lot of nutrition similar to that from an IV by doing high enemas with nutrients in them. So that's kind of what I do. So I've, I've put like little capsules of amino acids and vitamins and minerals and a few probiotics in there and, and use the enema as kind of a way of getting some extra nutrition. I'm off the mic a minute. Could you, could you put that Intramax or Min in there? You know, I I haven't done that because it's in a fulvic acid matrix. Uh, there may be people out there who've tried it, but I think most of what hits the colon is already pre-digested. So I don't like to put any undigested material in the enema. I like to just kind of copy nature for better or worse. So I just put in the vitamins, minerals, amino acids, that kind of thing. Somebody, oh, let me get back here on the mic. I had to do something. Somebody asked me um, um, if they could, you know, we make the hydrogen water. If you could, if they could use that for an enema. Probably, right? I mean, what would be wrong? Probably, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, just stay away from cigarette lighters. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> remember we, we had that. You and I started making little uh, sayings about that after my friend. I had a couple of friends. Uh, one of them thought, well, this would be a great way to get magnesium and put magnesium in the coffee enema and spent the day on the toilet. Right. Um, yeah, you don't want to put magnesium in there. So we started calling them butt bloopers, <laughs> butt bloopers. Um, uh, fecal faux pas, uh, a lot of little names for putting things in enemas that uh, that don't sit well in there. Another one that didn't go well in there is essential fats. Yeah. Uh, like fish oil capsules. Oh, my goodness. Not good. uh, when the aroma comes out later in the day accidentally, it'll clear a room. Uh, so Boy, you know that, beware. You know, that sea salt and water will, you talk about keeping things moving south of the border. Phew. There's just no, I mean, it just comes out, you know, it just, and he claims, Darko claims, that's what you want to do is you keep running almost like diarrhea every morning until, you know, Mr. Colon gets all clean and snappy. So, I don't know. Al Huggins did the same thing, did you know, really? back in the day. Really? Oh, it, you know, if somebody had mercury poisoning, which was his specialty. Yes. Um, you did a vitamin C flush once a week. Huh. And you took like a thousand milligrams every 15 to 30 minutes until you just sat on the toilet all day. Interesting. And, hmm. and did a vitamin C diarrhea flush. And then the next day, you're mostly tired. But then the next week, your your health is at a whole nother level. 
So does that much that much stuff hangs out in the colon? You know, it's a way of eliminating if if we're having a conversation with the colon, yeah. which the colon is about forgiveness. Oh, good. I like it. Right. So when we're symbolically doing something that's flushing out the colon, we're saying we are agreeing with releasing judgments. Oh, good. I like that. Releasing judgments. Um, another one here. I think my wife has finally convinced me I need to get to relax sauna. She has so much body pain. Please advise. Oh, somebody wants to order a sauna. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, That's a good idea. Oh, I baby. agree with that. Oh, baby. Yeah. Um, thank you for asking my question. Oh, this is Gertie. She has emailed again. Yes, Dr. Mm-hmm. Massey understands what I meant about meeting people in their home versus the sort of um, assembly line medicine that is likely to happen in hospitals and everything else. Yes. I admire how Dr. Massey addresses the health concerns as love stories and how he understands anger doesn't solve anything. Many people are dying when simpler, more wholesome tools like IV, ultraviolet, sea salt, love, IV vitamin C could be utilized. I spent so much time caring for and helping loved ones and neighbors that it is impossible not to see the great harm out there that the medical system causes and all that. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for that, Gertie. Thank you, Gertie. Um, another one here. Let's get ahead. I did a little file. Dr. Richard Massey, a few more minutes and we'll let him go to work. What are you going to do today? Fun? Uh, we have constellations this evening. I'm going to do a couple of phone calls mid-afternoon, catch up with people. How about you? Me, I'm going to work on my screenplay and sit out in the sun. Nice idea. And I got a little uh, satsang tonight with uh, my Ekankar group and we talk about fun. Dr. Massey on a previous show uh, mentioned methylene blue. Can you recommend, is it worth doing? Has you used it? Have you used it, Patrick? Yeah, have you, do you still play with that at all, methylene blue? I did in the winter when the sun was low uh, or when I think I'm not gonna get much sun. Uh, It seems to enhance the time that I'm in the sun, if I do it, but I can only do a, a small amount because of my particular neurotransmitter balance. If I do very much of it, I, my thinking is yeah. it loses its balance. So, yeah, in the same way, I, I I messed with it for a little bit, and then I just didn't want to do it anymore. But you never know. Um, I still do it before IVs if people are interested. Uh, it helps them get like the equivalent light of two IVs of light. You know, if they'll pre-treat with something like St. John's wort and uh, methylene blue. <laughs> oh, this is great. What do you, well, what a good one. 
What do you think the idea of original sin and and all of that? We just had Easter and somebody dying for our sins. What do you think that does to somebody if you believe that? Okay, now you really have a chance to get yeah. in trouble. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to find everybody <laughs> one time. <laughs> Might as well get them all, baby. I know, right? I'm glad you can't throw rocks across Zoom yet, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I started reframing that project purpose that we were born in original love. Um, And the word sin actually does not have a moral connotation, at least in its origin. It's not about being right or wrong. Uh, it's an old archery term that means my arrow missed the bullseye a little bit. That's where the word comes from, missed the mark. Yeah, to miss the mark. That's cool. And I don't think anybody needs to die because I missed the mark. Um, <laughs> you know, but some some way that word and that meaning got changed. People have suggested that it's about the desire for people to control mm-hmm. groups of people uh, through guilt and fear. Um, and if the uh, pre-birth experience people are correct, we agreed to come down into this environment for the opportunity to feel guilt and fear in our bodies and for it to be extremely real, an extremely real felt experience. And in the midst of that, if any of us can find a way to choose love, Mm. even in a few moments in this incarnation, uh, they say it, it just makes all of creation brighter and happier. Um, just one little moment. I mean, Daniel Brinkley said that, and this guy, this guy admitted he went to war because he liked to kill people. It wasn't for patriotism. And when the war was over, he volunteered to torture people for the CIA. Uh, he did it because he enjoyed it. And when he had his near-death experience and he got to be inside the bodies of all the people he shot and tortured, It was a dark experience. Uh, It was a game changer for him. But he said that the strange thing would happen is when he would open a door at a grocery store to help a little old lady get through the door. And all of creation celebrated. Hmm. Because in that little moment, he chose love over fear and self-centeredness. And he said in a strange way, it had more power than experiencing all that that we would judge as being terribly dark and it should you know ruin him and damn him to hell or or whatever i mean he likes to say listen he said i'm living proof that there ain't no hell he said if anybody was going to get sent there it would be me (laughs) if anybody was in there it'd be me oh excellent yeah yeah what is Dr. Massey's opinion? This is from Greg. Um, on a nice and in the flush, how many milligrams does he recommend? What does it do? Detox? I take 500 milligrams of the nice and flush and get on the rebound air. <laughs> a lot of people do the nice and flush and do the saunas. 
You can do that. That's mm-hmm. pretty trippy. Uh, have you done that? And yeah. You know, the, the first time I did a nice and flush, it happened accidentally. <laughs> I don't know about yours. I, I took some new supplement and I was at work. And uh, I remember standing in the recovery room when the flush hit, mm-hmm. standing there looking at someone who's waking up and looking at the nurse across from me. And it's like, I think I have to go to the emergency room. You know, I don't understand what's happening, but suddenly I feel hot all over and I think something bad is about to happen, you know. Uh, it's just kind of funny, the niacin flush. And once people get used to it, yeah, it's a very cleansing thing, and everybody takes different amounts. I would not recommend taking 500 your very first time. Pretty, That's pretty start. strong, right? Pretty strong, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, start with 50 and see what your body likes. And So you know, when you do niacin, does it say, if it doesn't say non-flushing, then that means it's a flushing kind mm-hmm. yeah if it's niacin it's going to flush if it's niacinamide okay it's not going to if it's just yeah. niacin it yeah. will flush and you start with maybe 50 i might do that sometime on my next sauna just for fun i haven't done it for a long time what does it do it just speeds speeds things up a little bit yeah and it opens up the blood vessels on the surface of the skin huh. so whatever stored in there can get out more fully in your sweat mm-hmm. you know you're just going to get more poisons out that way yeah. yeah yeah wow something just flashed from a dream i had and i didn't even remember it last night you want to hear it this is fun simple sure wow just came in um so i was i was out of my body and i i'm just like a viewpoint when i have these experiences and I talked to my team. This just fun. It's just so blessed. And it was this idea where uh, I said to myself and to my teacher, God, and I said, well, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna need to forget about that. And my teacher said, well, how did he say it? He said, you just don't, you just don't go to it again. If you think you have to forget about something, then you've just created it, and it's there. You know. You know. Did you get the difference, <laughs> right? So, so say, say. Yes. I know yeah. this is crazy. So, say something comes in, and 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 it's just something weird. You know, like I don't know. And then if you say, "Well, I need to forget about that," right? that gives that thing you want to forget about more stability and more energy. And then that's the, that's the perfect way not to forget about it. He said to me last night, don't try to forget about it. Just don't go there anymore. (laughs) Isn't that cool? It is so, it is so true, right? It's like saying, you know, yes, you know, right. Which is an ultimate kind yes. of a and thing about. Remember, go ahead, go ahead. Now I remember someone saying the other day, if they were going <clears> to <throat> rewrite our history, some of what would they do differently? And they said they wouldn't send down commandments that start with "Thou shalt not." Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's the same. I mean, how thing can you not when it's same. not? You know, I mean, come on. <laughs> 
Thou shalt not. I mean, yeah. Good yeah, luck with that, exactly. right? Good luck with that. that just, yeah, it just sticks it there, right? <laughs> it sticks it there. <laughs> Thou Don't shalt. think about pink elephants, you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thou shalt not. And what do you think? You're not going to not? <laughs> you want to not? Just think about it like that. Jeez, the religions, God love them. You know, they just, whoa, man. <laughs> Yes. That's hilarious. Well, at least we got Mel Brooks, you know. Yeah, we, boy, I tell you what, the 2,000-year-old <laughs> man. Yeah, I just remember, isn't that interesting? Yeah. You don't need to try to forget about something. Just don't, just don't think about it anymore. Please ask Dr. Massey his yeah. thoughts on the, oh, this is a good one. Boy, they're really stretching you today, baby. Uh, please ask Dr. Massey his thoughts on the money financial system. So much of what causes motivation or fear is related to money. Ah. Hmm. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Got any ideas mm -hmm. on that one? Well, I mean, I, we're all in it. So, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever your feeling is about it, work with that and and so like you were just saying in your dream when a person is stuck on something and the focus now it's is there because i'm trying not to that's the time to do a byron katie worksheet and that is a quick and effective way to actually help that release me whatever it is I've been trying to forget, it will automatically release me if I put it on a Byron Katie worksheet and go through that process. Hmm. How do you spell Byron Katie? So, and it's called thework.com. The work. And it's all free. They have cool. free. Yeah, thework.com, uh, W-O-R-K.com. And they have free facilitators online. And so the same thing would be true with money. We're all going to inherit different beliefs about money. Mm -hmm. So many family constellations are about money. Uh, they flow from things like war, from uh, what are perceived to be unequal inheritances in families when somebody dies. Mm -hmm. um, how did mom and dad feel during the pregnancy and infancy about money? Hmm. And did they feel like there was plenty of money? Were they worried about money? That's what I'm going to innocently inherit. So, uh, for me, it's not a big scope thing like the monetary system in general. It's like, what specific beliefs did I inherit innocently about money and what it means? And those can be shifted with Byron Katie worksheets. She has one called One Belief at a Time. Oh, cool. So, one of, Yeah, so one of them might be, uh, I'll never have enough money. Mm -hmm. And you put that down as the one belief. And then you go through her process, you know, like, can I know that that's true? How do I react? How do I treat myself and other people when I really believe that there'll never be enough money? And who would I be? What would life yeah, be like if be? I couldn't yeah. believe that, mm -hmm. right? If that belief was just out of my awareness. And, and then we do the turnarounds. And one of the turnarounds, you do one of the opposites, right? There will never be a, enough money. One of their, what those would be, there is enough money. 
And then I find three examples in my life when there was enough money. That would be pretty simple. Was there ever a time that you ever paid one bill on time? That would go down as a time when there was enough money. And that was real. Now, when the subconscious sees me write down something real that interferes with its fundamentalist, passionate belief, it starts to go, hmm, maybe it's not always true. <laughs> and the weird thing about the subconscious is it has to believe that its beliefs are true 100% of the time. So if you can write down three exceptions, the whole belief will just release without any more effort. It's so cool. There, there used to be a fellow that taught that when you write a check, say for $48 in your, in your little thing over there, you should write it that you spent $248 or whatever, because it, it kind of subconsciously tells you that you're rich, you're really rich, you know, you spend a lot of money. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Yes. Probably works. Well, kid, what do you think? Did we just, uh, we didn't get in much trouble today. I mean, we did pretty good, right? Yeah, as far as I can tell. And tomorrow the British are coming. So that, That's you right. Know. Okay. D give your Paul Revere thing again <laughs> that you know, because this is great. Tax day is tomorrow. I, give us the Paul Revere thing again. I think it's great that you know this. I, I don't know why you know it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, you know, there's that one if by land and two if by sea and I on the opposite shore will be ready to ride and spread the alarm to every middle sex village and farm, you know? <laughs> and so here we have this beautiful confluence of Paul Revere Day and IRS Day. And IRS Day tomorrow because it's two days later than normal. <laughs> well, you have fun at your recall healing tonight, right? Thank you. Or Constellation, right? Constellation. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. so let's do one of those fun things. Would you set that up and let me know? Or maybe, okay. tr maybe try on yeah. a Thursday because I take Thursdays off and I'll come in and we'll okay. we'll play. We'll do. We'll play. All right. Sounds good. Be fun. And then maybe we can have lunch at Casa. And I'd like to go. It's been a long time since I've been there. All right, now you okay. stay out of trouble, Dr. Massey. Thanks so much for being on the show. If you'd like to yeah. contact Dr. Massey, you can email him, docmassey at gmail.com, docmassey at gmail.com. I love you. Thank you. Love you, too. Good to see you. It's been fun, as always. Thanks for being on the show once a month. We really appreciate it. Hey, you're welcome. Okay, bye. Thank you. See you soon. Bye-bye. Dr. Richard Massey, Patrick Timpone, and this is One Radio network.com well there you have it well we had to do a kind of a a quick turnaround today you may have seen that we are advertising that virus Ahmad was to be on right now we put on the front page sorry about it but he emailed me this morning about eight o'clock and said he'd I won't go into why, but it's just a personal thing that he's going through. So uh, we're scheduling him, I believe, for next Wednesday. For next Wednesday. So tomorrow we're going to talk to Matthew Errett, and uh, he's got some interesting insights into big picture stuff with whatever this 
thing going on with a great reset, World Economic Forum, what these people up to, the United Nations, generally, generally, generally crazy land stuff. He's fun to talk to. And then we're going to, we've been made a call this morning. We're going to see if we can get George Altgelt on and talk about gardening because he's really the ultimate gardener. He hasn't called back, but I'll, I'll call him back today and see. So you never know who we're going to have on. Thanks for your ongoing support. We really appreciate it. Uh, let me know if I can help with anything. Uh, if you want to get a sauna, email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com. We can do a little one-on-one uh, -on -one coaching session. No charge. No charge. If you want to donate something after we do it, you can email me, Patrick, OneRadioNetwork.com. So I love you all very much. Thank you. You're doing great. We'll see you tomorrow uh, with Matthew and probably George and do a little gardening. We'll see how that works. Take care. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.